Hello. How are you? Um, this is our introduction podcast for a new podcast. A new one? A new podcast. One something that we've been talking about for about a year. More. Do you reckon it's more? Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> ah, maybe. I don't know. It doesn't matter. A long time. We're not here to point fingers. No, a long time. (laughs) So, we had an idea for a podcast ages ago, and I went off, I made a logo and a Facebook page and an everything, uh, a a Spreaker page and everything, ready to get the ball rolling on this, and... Then music died. Yeah, then the music (laughs) died. We got McLean. And um, we decided, myself and, I'm going to call you... Paul, and sometimes I'm going to call you Helmet. Yeah. And you're just going to call me Gar. Gar. Because I don't really have another name. DJ Village Elder. Yeah. So, uh, myself and Helmet both DJ in and around Dublin a lot. Both of us have a history with playing in bands and touring and recording. And uh, Mm. Helmet is a verified synthwave artist. Mm, Something like that, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So... (laughs) Uh, Helmet's released albums that he's just made himself. He's released uh, albums and singles with bands he's been in. Um, I've been in a couple of bands that toured and released albums and EPs and singles and nonsenseology. But we, the big we thing, like music. Yeah, exactly. That that's the the overwhelming <laughs> uh, key here. Is the that, crooks. Yeah, we're, we're we're not just into music. We're into the. We fucking live and breathe it, man. Yeah, we we it. Yeah, fuck you, dude. We put our own shit out there to be criticised yeah. as, as we criticise exactly. other people's. Exactly, but I think we're both interested in the the production and the means. Yeah, of, I do love the, that behind the scenes, crack. Yeah, that that's almost as important as the music itself to me is how it's actually put together and who was involved in it. And sometimes finding like a a little common thread that runs between multiple bands in different genres. You might find a producer or somebody yeah. who played on it or something, and. Once you realise that, <clears throat> once you realise that, you can cop on to him. And that's when you start making a little playlist, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So the whole idea here is that when we were growing up, we were mad into cassettes. Yeah. And part of the thing that we done when we were very, very small and very young, we'd make mixtapes for each other. Um, for our, our fucking girls we were into, fucking lads we were hanging around with, or because music wasn't easy to come by like yeah. it is now it was difficult and I would assume that the base of both uh, of our uh, musical pillars came from tapes that were given to us by pals tapes that we liked the cover of yeah. in a in some sort of record store yeah. or in a market and I used to read a lot of music magazines which exactly. would give you a good hint of stuff coming yeah. out yeah. that was the reviews were a big part of exactly. me like, there, was, there, was, there was no internet when we were forming our opinions on music yeah exactly so we had to get it any way we could so like Helmet said, we're reading magazines. Lads who were older than us that were maybe into metal music would turn around and say, have you ever heard this band? What do you mean you never heard that? Exactly. And they would put together a mixtape with the best of a bunch of bands and give it to you. Yeah. And they always had lovely little liner notes with the band and the year and yeah. all that kind of malarkey. Sometimes people would even draw yeah. the artwork. Well, that's mainly for copying a full album, exactly. which <coughs> you should never do. Well, I used to have, there was a fella called Scott, and um, he was the big brother of a pal of mine, Barry. I don't know where the two lads are. I haven't seen them in 25 years. But he had the biggest tape collection I've ever seen. It was thousands upon thousands upon thousands of tapes. And I would say that over half of them were just copies that mm. he got off pals of his 
and they taped them for him. And what he used to do then, he'd go into like uh, uh, Virgin Megastar or HMV or Golden Discs and he'd just steal the sleeve for the cassette. Oh, yeah. He'd crack open the cassette and he'd just steal the cover and he'd bring that home yeah. and he'd put his copy... So he used to print them off a printer, yeah. but uh, scan them and then, and then give them back to whoever. Yeah, but... Yeah, but yeah, you know what? I can't complain. Oh, I can't believe you stole he that bit after us. after I just talking about stealing album stuff as well. So yeah, it listen, piracy was part of it. Yeah. let's be brutally honest. Yeah. piracy was part of. He was uh, stealing something from the physical. Copy, you know? Yeah, that's even better. Yeah, <laughs> but like it was because of that that we ended up going out and spending thousands. Yeah, thousands I don't feel bad about anything because no. I've spent so much. Absolutely not. Um, if we were all getting hung, drawn, and quartered for what we've done, we'd be last, somewhere last on the list. They'd be like, get to them later. Look at their stupid, Way later. stupid vinyl collections. They're, exactly. they're not the enemy as such. Exactly. Um, so we wanted to do a digital version of that. And the digital version of that, I believe, is the Spotify playlist. Yeah. Now, I know in the States, there's other, uh, there's Deezer and Tidal and there's five or six different yeah. services but we're here in Dublin in Ireland it's that, just easier it's just Spotify it's just and it's easier. just easier you can also people that would not download Spotify will still be able to listen to these playlists exactly so the idea here is that there's not going to be any actual music probably not we on haven't this. really it's decided the hassle of it the, the grief of it we're not going to put actual music on it but what we are going to do is that for every podcast that we release there's going to be a coinciding playlist on Spotify and the link for that playlist will go up on our Facebook and on, will be a link um, in the actual the, uh, the information for this podcast yeah. when you get this podcast wherever we'll ha- hopefully have it up on Spotify and we'll have it up on iTunes all the usual places that, places that you're able to get your podcasts so each one will have a Spotify playlist um, each playlist will have a theme yeah so you had a couple of ideas for some cool themes yeah I was thinking of maybe best comeback songs to songs that a band went missing for maybe what six to ten years maybe is a good going missing and coming back with a it's usually albums that they come back with yeah. but we're not putting an album on a playlist yeah, doesn't make any sense pick maybe the song that best represents that, that comeback yeah, definitely a song uh, that best represents that comeback album yeah because like a comeback need, doesn't, doesn't need an album it needs a massive hook well, it needs, in the first yeah. few seconds of the first song big time so <laughs> it needs that hook to to get them back and there has been a few amazing comebacks over the years uh, song wise we were before we start recording we were talking about uh, Offspring yeah actually Offspring was a bad example uh, yeah we, I know exactly but yeah. we, we figured that out there wasn't enough time yeah. in between them blowing up and their comeback song they had like four years it was more of a sellout really that I was like whoa yeah America. so Smash was the big album yeah that was huge and then they had x and the Hombre that was two years later yeah um, or maybe three I can't remember and then they had, uh, it was Americana. Yeah, I see it in my head there was like way years, more time I know, before years that. and years and years. So when they came back with Pretty Free for a White Guy, yeah. such a departure to almost just clean pop. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the, the punk end of it was almost gone. It was yeah. pop. But there's only four years there. And they were yeah. active in those four yeah, years. Yeah, so that was that was so, me fucking that one up. Yeah, well, <laughs> I would have thought the same. I would have thought definitely about 12 years. We said Green Day, American Idiot is a huge comeback song. Well, though, we will try and keep it to good music. I don't mm. really think Green Day is American Idiot. Mm-hmm. It's not a very bad song either. It's not really It's not really anything. It's just, But it is a good example of a ginormous comeback. Yeah, I was trying to figure out. So their big album is Basket Case. came out the same year as Smash. Ducky is on Basket Basket Case is on Ducky. On oh, Ducky, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Sorry, yeah, the Duke's album, Basket Case, yeah. the big song, the big single. Then there's a bunch of albums after that, uh, Insomniac and Nimrod. Nimrod. And 
Then there was nothing for a while. Then there was American Idiot. Yeah, there was probably albums in there, but no, they, they were that small. They were just like that, but they were small. Yeah, the band were just kind of small. So the, the song in between, let's say, Basket Case and American Idiot would have been Wake Me Up when September, September ends. See, I thought that was on the same album. I think that's on Nimrod. I think. Yeah, yeah, you're probably I'm right. Pretty sure. Um, but that that was a huge fucking yeah. song. In theory, that's probably their biggest song. Yeah, say if you went to Spotify, that's in the top three. Yeah, it's used at a lot of funerals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's not even really Green Day, it's just him and a guitar. It's not. Are the band even could on be it? anybody. I can't remember. I think it's just him and an acoustic guitar. I'm sure they come in at the end to so that they feel part of it. Because mm. that bassist looked like he'd fucking murder you. Was it Mike Durnt, wasn't it? Or, or Trey Kill. Trey Kill was a drummer. Drummer. Mike Durnt. But that lad the, looks like he's been Mike in prison and shit. Yeah, he's got one of them uh, Dylan Moore, the wraparound noses now, doesn't he? <laughs> It just looks like yeah. it just looks like he should either be in Guns N' Roses or in a penitentiary. Yeah, or lifting Guns N' Roses uh, flight cases. <laughs> yeah, um, let's blow this one. We'll do this one now if we can because we're going to remember all the better comeback songs of all time. Yeah, can't really push share. I believe in there, but that is still class is one of the biggest comeback songs. That, my favourite thing is the story but that wasn't meant to sound like that that was auto-tuner so, um, someone fucked up the auto-tune sentence so when they recorded that song that was meant to be just a normal pop song yeah. it was meant to have all that pop B yeah because that, that was when they were just putting loops yeah. upon exactly. loops but apparently she, her voice was that fucked they just went to auto-tune it and the, the assistant engineer in the studio fucked up and went whatever fucking A sharp to bleeding D or whatever instead of setting it right yeah. and start going and went full vocoder style and they loved it so much they kept it and I don't think that song would work without it I can't imagine it now no. without it anyway yeah. I don't I don't know how sure it is because her voice isn't uh, I don't think it was. I just think it was when they were discovering that ocean because around the same time when, the worst thing is when rap found it although I still like some rap mm. songs with it on it but yeah when that came out it was like extra 50% of what it should have been on the mm. you're supposed to get that for the crack and go look what it can do and then you tone it right right down because when, when I was a young flat I, was, I went to the college to study sound engineering and the auto tuner was just it was outboard it was just a big digital brick oh yeah, yeah. There was when I was doing sound engineering there was no digital um, digital was just starting to come in digital recorder was starting to come in there was a system called a radar system and it was just this, it looked like a big black server with like a green screen on it like that ran DOS. Oh, even the screen was separate. Yeah. Well, wow. like it was. It was. It didn't run on the normal. It wasn't a program that ran the computer. And um, there was really like small shitty home programs like Cubase and stuff like that. They were doing the rounds. Um, they used to give them away free on magazines and shit. Yeah. Because they weren't studio quality whatsoever. But the the original one was called Radar. That was the first, I believe, the first digital recording system. And then Logic and fucking everything else started coming in. Um, but it was. It was a it was a big brick. Yeah. It was just a big brick and you'd feed it in via the patch bay from the mixing desk. Of course, yeah, it done it, broken it, up. It done yeah. it on done it live. The the auto tune and you'd have you'd have this, like, big fucking wheel with an L T D screen on it and you'd click it onto whatever key you wanted it. Right. And it would do it live. And would you have to do it while yeah. you were yeah. changing that to the key yeah. while the song yeah. was Yeah, so what you wow. do but it was all done separately. So say you're doing a verse and you want you needed to make sure that they were 100 percent Yeah. You'd set it to whatever key you wanted to aim with whatever range of wobble. So it wouldn't just set every fucking note. Yeah. And then you'd record that to tape, stack that, rewind it, jump onto another channel, record the second one, and that might be in a slightly different key, whichever way. Yeah. So you've done it layer by layer by layer. Um I know now digitally you can just click, 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 and off it fucking goes. Yeah, we'll read it and do it for you. Yeah, exactly. So it'll even just if you keep it in the key of the song or thereabouts. 
Yeah, I, I was messing around with something on um, just an Audacity, the free, um, the free uh, digital audio workstation. Yeah. Um, messing around with that, and there was a, a vocoder and an auto auto cue auto tuner and that, and that had an auto setting as well. And he just put in the parameters and how much space on the other side you wanted, and yeah, off you went and super. But I've only ever used it for a little bit of vocodery shit. I've used that on every single album I've ever recorded on. <laughs> really? Every single, every single note that came out of a human's mouth ran through uh, auto kill or auto. I keep what am I saying? Auto kill for auto tune, um, just for safety. Jesus. That's all. And and sometimes it's just to see if they were actually doing it correctly or not. Yeah, that's all. But um, I suppose another one of my comeback songs that I find interesting rather than his favorite is mm-hmm. Return of the Mac. Mm. Because I didn't realize he was he was gone. I didn't even I never. It's yeah. the first introduction of it. Yeah, it's like someone in my family walking in going, "I came back." And you're like, "Were you ever in our family?" Yeah, but you're what? Who a are black you? German. Yeah, you're a black German. Lad. Yeah, Mark Morrison. It's just, it's just yeah. yeah. He wasn't German, was he? Was yeah. What? He was born in England, grew up in Germany, or the other way around. The other way around. He was definitely German English. He reminds me of the Barry Scott of Music World, where Barry Scott came out and went, Hi, this is Silla Bang, and I'm Barry Scott. I went and I'm like, obviously. Yeah. And I'm like, who, who is Barry, yeah. Barry Scott? Yeah. He's like, Hi, I'm Barry Scott. You're like, I. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. But he had that conviction. Yeah. And he was selling that Silla Bang. What the fuck? Who the fuck was Barry Scott? No, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He wasn't anyone. Yeah. But the gas thing was, they just invented him for this. But they could have got, like, I don't know, Joe Brand or someone to do it. I don't know. Anyone would go, Hi, I'm. Jim Davison, better off they didn't pick yeah. Jim Davison now. Because <laughs> you know what? Yeah. <coughs> so someone like that. They could have got someone who people recognise, but his conviction was saying, Barry Scott made me think, I'm in the wrong. I yeah. don't know who he is. And I feel that way about Mark Morrison. Return of the Mark. I think he, he probably had an actual comeback maybe 10 years later with a remix of that song. Yeah. And that'd be about it. It's hard to come back with your comeback song, which was already a comeback song yeah. to the career that we didn't a, know you didn't know you had. Yeah. I, see, when I'm thinking of comeback songs, I just keep thinking of huge songs by people that were one and done. And I'm getting for some reason I just I'm getting like one hit wonders mixed up with comeback songs. And what, yeah, I, but, it's, think, it's almost the opposite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to find somebody who, in my head who I now had a one hit wonder or you know big album and then just gone. Just fucking gone. We could do that now. We could just talk about what we're going to talk no, about. So yeah, it's yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So who did have a, a major fucking... Oh, there's loads of people for the there's major loads of, Meatloaf when he was in Fight Club. Hang on, he's got loads of... He's <laughs> about well, one and two are huge, surely. Maybe. Well, I think two had one big song there. That was about it. What is that? Objects in the review mirror. It could be, yeah. Remember how long them videos were on MTV? If you didn't that, like those if you, songs, were. if you didn't like Meatloaf, you were stuck watching that f- fucking melodramatic little, little, little shit. Movies, they? they were little movies with people on lots of people on motorbikes. Yeah, lots of motorbikes yeah. going along. A yeah. motorbike driving into churches, or is that we're getting that mixed? Me, up Meatloaf program? played in Daily Mail Park in the fuck like 1980, 1981. He played Daily Mail Park when they used to have loads of gigs there, and I think it was the same gig as uh, um, oh fuck. Who played there? For the life of me, I can't fucking... My brain's gone. Bob Marley. Sepultura. That was years later. <laughs> but I think Bob Marley and Meatloaf played the same gig, I think. No in, way. In, in Daily Mills. And Meatloaf came out on stage on my father's motorbike. Really? Yeah, my uncle was one of the organisers of the gigs down at Daily Mills. Because um, he was heavily involved with the League of Ireland or something. They had to have people 
yeah. representative of League of Ireland there. And Meatloaf showed up and he was like, I need to come out on stage. It's not like League of Ireland to try to and get stuff for Isn't free. It? Yeah, it's terrible. Um, but they, Meatloaf was like, I need a bike, I need a bike. And my dad had like a big Honda Goldwing with all the fucking shit hanging out of it. Nice. So uh, yeah, Meatloaf drove my dad's motorbike out on stage. Like, he wouldn't fit in an album. Did he leave a big um, arse patch? I'd say sweat, he did. Sweaty arse well, to be fair, my album loved fucking meatloaf, so I say he was licking the seat off. <laughs> he was hearing the seat off. Because, it smelled like meat, strangely enough. It's strangely enough, man. There's a definite smell of fucking sausage <laughs> off it. I saw him live, meatloaf live. Did you? I did. I got free tickets to it. A friend of mine had tickets to it. Was, uh, How long ago was that? Gone to it. Jesus. Got that like a desperation tour like in the last... No, this was after he was told, you can't go out... I run around the stage anymore because you'll die because you'll die yeah. he'd had a massive heart attack I mm. think and uh, he came out on a a gurney stretcher thing really that, and covered with a thing over him and they were trying to revive him oh, this is all part of the show okay. and he jumped up alright I thought that was real for a minute no and he jumped right. up and started they still wheeled the cunt out like baiting that. around the stage running like full full throttle slipping on his own sweat just non-stop and it was great it was, you know what? I was never a meatloaf or didn't like him or hate him but after that, I was like, that's... Sometimes you That'd see a band where you go... That'd be a good fucking press. list. Bands that you're meh about. You don't love them, you don't hate them, but they're grand. That'd be a deadly Just grand. Band. Just grand bands. Oh, well, one of, the, one of the ideas was very good songs from very bad bands. Yeah. But that's a really hard one. That's tough. Because... Also, song- listen, before we go any further, we have to point out that all of this is just subjective to us. Like well, no, it's right. I, we know it's right. <laughs> but yeah. to some people, we might shit all over somebody's favourite band. Don't start crying. Yeah, exactly. Or do. I'll cry in and we'll talk about it. Fucking give us the whole idea behind this podcast that we're going to talk shit about music. Good shit, bad shit, in between. But it's up to you, the listener, to let us know if you're happy with it or you hate us. And we'll, we'll read them out and then shit on you a second time. Absolutely. And if you have any uh, suggestions for one of the ideas for a playlist that we have, yes, let us know. Send us the Spotify link to our send us a YouTube link. And don't even think about adding a song to that. I go, oh, maybe I'll start you off with this. No. 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 That's don't rude. That. Yeah. Just <laughs> post it up. Let us That's know. That's for your podcast. Yeah. But yeah. I'll grace you with my, my fucking input. Um, no, but do <laughs> let us know. If you've got an idea, um, the, these, these playlists will be, they'll be living and breathing to a degree. They won't be edited all the time. When they're set, they're set. But definitely will be able if someone comes in and goes how did you forget this exactly. and we go oh they're exactly. right there has to be I can't believe we forgot the yeah. main OG of the tread we brought up yeah. and didn't come up with in the course yes. that's absolutely going to happen so if you have input please let us know um, yeah, and, we, and post it up let us know post it up we're, we're, like I said we're going to have this on Spotify on iTunes I'm trying to work on getting it up on YouTube just as an, an audio track but Post your comments a- anywhere you think. We-, we will see them. It's not like we've anything else to do. Yeah, we I mean. do like feedback. But you're saying great songs by shy bands. It's a tough one. Because it's, there's sometimes I go, that's not a bad song from a shy band. Remember that band Top Loader Dancing? The yeah. Moonlight? That song really got under my fucking skin to the point where I think I listened to a couple of other songs that were on a, you know, those free discs that used to yeah. come with things. But there was one song that the second it might have been the second single that Achilles Heel song wasn't bad. But then again, mm. what was that? What was the fourth single by Embrace? That was a good song, and the rest of it was shy. Well, I see. You think I have a bit of soft song from Embrace. For Embrace, so, yeah. yeah. Now, they had one big single though. See, they could have been they could have been huge. Which a man couldn't really sing. Couldn't sing, yeah. and his lyrics were Shite. only about you. Mm. Every third word was mm. me. Mm. 
you and me. So, like, that, because he was the brother of the guy in the band. Was he? Yeah, and he is genuinely an awful... I think they're called the McBrides. No, the McBrides, no. It's know. something quite Irish. Hmm. But if you listen to their greatest hits, there's about five... Actually, no, you know what? Uh, the one with all you good, good people. That's a bit of a football-y, chanty song, yeah. though. Yeah. They have a few couple of football-y, chanty... Deal. Yeah. British tag deal songs. And they have a song called... We are family. That's oh, another one of those as well. Like but then there's a song. few. There's a few songs like um, the good, the good will out, the good will come out. Is that the first album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what the album's called. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The will out. And uh, I remember their first. Your weakness is none of my business. Is a great song. I I only remember a pal of mine that I was in the first ever band that was ever in with uh, the drummer Keith Roach loves that band. Mm. Fucking loved them. Well, it's a strong debut. But there was one, the big single off, I always thought was really good. Um, so I can't. Who do you do? Who do you do? Who do you do? Like, I did a few songs. One, two, yeah. three. What was the second uh, Supergrass album? In It For The Money was the third one, no? Or was that the second one? Is it I Should Coco? I Should Coco's the first album. Maybe In It For The Money is the Are you thinking album. of the song that ripped off song two, Blur? Richard Dutour. Richard Dutour, that's a great song. That's great song. song, but, it, but, it's, but it, is, it's, song. it is song two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not song two, but it's, it is a, it's way better. Way better song. <laughs> you see, Supergrass are very far from a bad band. Lo- I like Supergrass an awful lot. Why'd you bring up in the thread about no, bad bands? No, I was trying to think, what the, <laughs> going back to the idea for the first. Oh, do you mean bands around? Oh, right, hang on, because the bands around the that. The gap between, I can't remember the name of the third one is. No, that was, uh, no, that, there wasn't enough of a gap. That's when they just literally went missing for it. See, back then it felt like, an album when you're into a band when they didn't release an album for eight like 16 months yeah 15 months so like, <gasps> that's over a year yeah because he released he's released a bunch of solo albums now Gaz Combs the singer yeah um, I actually went back recently and listened to some of their stuff there's a couple of good stuff bits and bobs on it but you can tell the production money isn't there yeah. <laughs> I know his fourth solo album isn't great and the the one he put out after that I think it's the last one that's very good that's got a little I, bit of a theme to it I think the thread of Bad bands with a good song. No, it has. To, they have to be bad band, and it has to be not just a passable song in terms of in like frame of reference for them. For them, it has to be a good song. So the one, the only one I can think of is I fucking hate you before you. I think they're absolute disease. Yeah, but I really like that rat in my kitchen song. Rat in my kitchen, but damn. What about Papa Roach? That cut my light in the pieces. Song. I like see, that like, song. see, that's not even their best song, so it can't even be. Do you write, I don't know a single other song. That song with the Fight Club lyrics. There's no man. Don't know it. No that's the only song I can think of I know they were around for ages and they're still around um, that's the only big song in there that I can think of the, no, the, Between Angels and Insects is a very good really? new, new metal song hmm. but they are a bad sort of band though they also had a song called Broken Homes so this, uh, that album you see had a few hmm. who else then who else is shite who's crap that has a good song you see I could mention Queen, but Queen aren't crap. No. I just don't like Queen, yeah. but they I can tell that they're definitely... Pour some sugar on me. I don't even like that song, but... Do you know? Gee, are they crap? They are cra- kind of crap, yeah. Mm. They kind of are a crap band. And that song, Animal, is good. And Hysteria is not bad. So there's a couple, I suppose, in that. Yeah, maybe. They're not, there's not a big enough gap between DMAs and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm but thinking of bands I specifically But here's the problem. That, that, that shite band... Good Big song. It's very. It's a sit down. But, and really but that, that could fa- that could fall into fucking one hit wonder territory as well. Like you know, that's very true. Spin doctors. Did not have two songs? They only have. Well, everyone only has two. Yeah. Everyone can say that about anyone that they have yeah. two. 
but I'd have to really you see I, would, I, don't, I don't think I would have liked the rest of their stuff yeah mm. so that's a band I reckon I would have listed the rest of their stuff and went oh, no. what about here's an idea for a good playlist um, second albums I always think second albums are better than first albums bro we're we gonna do a song like the, the defining song from like the a soft, proper what's it called killer. the sophomore release Soph- sophomore release or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. So you could have a Kula Shaker. We talked about that earlier. Yeah, you like peasant pigs, and that's that's better. I love that. Album. Yeah, it's great. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, the production. You see, sometimes if you could tell that the songs are good, but the production is is infinitely better than the songs, mm-hmm. which makes the songs very good. So mm-hmm. the production on that is like just sometimes the production. I find that with Semi Sonic as well. Their production is so good that some of the passable. That songs was that fucking nineties. Everything sounded the same production though. Yeah, but he's the he's the producer and he produces. Yeah. Fucking what he does loud of stuff. That's like your man from New Radicals and all. New Radicals. Yeah. He, he, I think he produced them. Yeah, that's where he got that sound from. He, I, people piss on that album. I, I love that album. I have never listened to anything else because that first song. Oh, that don't let go. It's painful. It's painful. I, just, painful. It I love that album. So much. That New Radicals album. Uh, it's not even that it's a. Uh, it's not like. It's nowhere near like the best thing you've ever heard. It's, 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 it's leagues off that. There's just something about. I like the idea behind it that he was uh, he wanted to be a producer. That's all he wanted to do. Yeah. And he couldn't get work. Yeah. So he just banged out a fucking killer top ten album and then turned around to everybody man to like that's I'm not doing that band anymore. Like that was I just want to show you I can write songs and I can yeah. record and I can produce. He wrote Ronan Keaton's Life is a roller coaster. Life is a roller coaster. So again, that's why I fucking Don't hate him. Up. And yeah. that and he's just creating more he's got a bunch of shit. Bad vibes in yeah. the music scene. There was a big thing, but that stuff in the nineties as well, with like uh, all the the fat rec record, fat record bands like No Effects and Pennywise and all that. They had one studio that they used, and one uh, producer slash engineer. So it meant that everything that was released in like a fifteen year period sounded the exact same. Now it was that style for that kind of pop punk American punk kind of stuff, and it worked really well. Yeah. But there was a there was a band called Consumed, an English band. And they recorded an EP for Fat Wreck. And it was great. It done really well. It's one of those Tony Hawk songs. It's on Tony Hawk Taylor. Yeah. It's called Heavy Metal Winner. It's the song. It's a very good song. And uh, that was on that EP. And then they released an album for them. Um, I, can't, I think it was called Hit for Six, the album, I think. And the same thing. sounded exactly the same as the EP. Like, you could grab that EP, fuck it on the end of that album, and just make a super long album out of it. You wouldn't even know it recorded at different times. Because yeah. same engineer, same studio, same gear, everything. And... These lads are from fucking Wolverhampton or something. And they couldn't afford to get over to record their second album. <laughs> so they recorded it in England. Yeah. And they tried to do their best to match it up to the way Fat Wreck wanted those albums recorded. And they sent it over to Fat Wreck. And Fat Wreck said, fuck you, absolutely not. If you're recording for us, you have to come over to California and you have to record in this studio. It's where they wouldn't and they got pay for them to come no, over. because there's no money in that fucking... Yeah. Every when it comes to punk bands and fucking hardcore bands and probably a lot of metal bands that are like lower and mid tier, these cunts all work like construction and all. Like and they just take two months after going to tour. There's loads of those bands. There's bands that I thought. What's the point with be, being with a record label? I suppose distribution. That's all I need a month. Yeah, that's all I need a month. You know? I suppose another good uh, idea for playlists would be we'll find songs by bands that you would never ever guess that that was them. Yeah. Could be on a later release mm. where they went a bit more 
digital dancey change up their style like there's a few Muse songs well actually you know from his voice but that last Muse album is fucking just garbage it's one of the worst things I've ever heard but I have never I've never liked a full Muse release since no, the start there's songs on but they slowly started like having less good songs per yes. album Yeah. so the first two albums the first album is the closest to the the best album that they have. The first album has like Plug In Baby and all that. No, stuff, that's the second it? one. That's the second one. This third one has Muscle Museum. Muscle Museum. And uh, Sunbor- Sunborn. Sunborn. Could be. And yeah. then after that, it's Origin just, of Symmetry. That's you see, it's not a bad album, but yeah. it's it's just full of shite songs. Yeah. Then uh, Absolution, all that you're starting yeah. to go into just that's really. Start, yeah. Just uh, like the more the more effects he built into that fucking Telecaster, the yeah. worse they got. Yeah. But he, he started doing the same thing with his voice every time. He go. I just, you'd know the changes that were coming with his voice yeah. bass player is very good give him that I think they're all very good so they are yeah well, he is, you know, I'm not taking away from the, the skill them, but I just felt and then they just that last album is, that last album what is just, Ready Player won that album like it's fucking yes. shite yeah shite yeah bands who release songs that don't necessarily sound no like especially don't fucking sound like, like yeah. wow how is that you know the way we listen to a lot of albums where we'd be like, that, that is like an experimental song on that. I'd be like, that can't be them. That can't yeah, be that band. Yeah. It might be hard to find that, but I reckon we could find Or else, that just don't sound like that band. With enough digging, you definitely could. That also ties into a lot of playlists as well, like songs. Like, it's almost ties into the last playlist we mentioned. Good bands, or terrible bands with good songs. Song. Obviously, that's not going to sound like the rest of their stuff. No. So. Yeah, you're looking for departures more than good. Yeah. Really. Oh, another one good one would be famous bands who have songs where they didn't let the lead singer sing. Someone else in the band sang it. Oasis. Depeche Mode. Yeah. Fuck yeah. There's been a couple of them. Yeah. Who else? Was there, there was a couple of Who songs, wasn't there, about Pete Townsend sang? Possibly, yeah. Um, Queen. Fucking Queen, shitload Queen of them. Queen sang a load of songs. So did Roger, Roger did. Taylor. They all sang songs, yeah. No, yeah. they all sang they all, had a, they all had a song or two. That'd be a good one. Yeah. That's a lot of digging. That sounds like homework, man. This is, but that's, that's what we have to do. We can't come in this off. <laughs> like, I can't think of things off the top of my head. But if they're giving well, I usually can. I'm just bollocks right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's mm. the idea of our playlist. Yeah, I think we'll refine the idea and the delivery and concept a little bit more. Although that's just the kind of bare bones. But is there more podcasts out there? Just couldn't tell you. Don't really listen to other people's podcasts that much, no. especially not about music. Because no, not about music. Just no. couldn't get do angry. it. I couldn't yeah, do get it. Get angry. Yeah, unless it's like yeah about fucking serial killers or something like that. I don't really listen to it. or yeah. interviews with fucking people who jump off cliffs or some shit. Um, yeah, I think I think we'll leave it at that for this, for an introduction. That's the introduction, yeah. Right? Um, this isn't going to be weekly, it's not going to be monthly, it's going to be whenever no, we get our be shit there. together. You'll, you'll find it when you... We do want to put a little bit of homework into each episode. We have to, we have yeah. to, simply have to. And that's just going to require time. Yeah. So, uh, leave it at that for this, and leave it at that for this. <laughs> leave it at this for that. Leave it at that for this. Yeah, and what we shall do is we'll get this up online, and hopefully... If you have an idea that you think would make a cool playlist, we'll consider bang it. Up. <laughs> we will. We'll Again, bang it up. Let us know, and um, we will hopefully. I'd say within two weeks we will record. I think so, actual, definitely. Yeah, an actual with a good idea and a good strong concept yeah. to start. Something to keep you interested, guys. We will also have other people on to help us every now and yeah, then. Yeah, we'll bring somebody in. Because we, we do agree with almost too much stuff sometimes. Yeah, you need a dissenting voice. We need someone to come in and be, <coughs> be wrong, basically, but be wrong in other people's <laughs> favour. We also need to decide, me and you need to figure out, are we going to do, are we going to do, uh, are we going to release the playlist a couple of days before the podcast comes out to let people get an idea? That's a very or, good idea. I think we should. 
yeah. Or does it come out at the same time as the podcast? I think a couple of days beforehand. Because you might want to listen to it on the bus or on your train or whatever. Ideally, what you could do is we could talk about the song at the same length of the song, so the song could be playing while we're talking. But that's just a lot of grief. You have so got grief. Voices in Never do. Yeah, no. Yeah. So we'll figure that out. Yeah. But either way, um, these are all things we need to learn, and we'll, we'll figure it out on the go. But uh, thanks for having a listen. <laughs>